0: Let us turn in God's word this evening to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew 10. the Lord, and when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits, to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Levius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles. And into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold, nor silver, nor brass in your purses nor scrip for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town ye shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till ye go thence. And when ye come into an house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, Let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents, and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues, and ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And he shall be heeded of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. When they persecute persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light, and what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. And fear not them which... Kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered? Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, And the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And the man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive reward a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water, only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Thus far we read God's holy and inerrant word. May God bless the reading of his holy scriptures unto our hearts. The text that we consider for the sermon this evening is verses 32 and 33. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. Whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. congregation in the Lord Jesus Christ, the context in which Jesus Christ gave the words of this text is that Jesus Christ was commissioning the 12 disciples to go out throughout the land of Israel. The disciples knew Jesus well at this point in time. The disciples had been called by Jesus Christ, to leave behind their vocations and accompany Jesus Christ throughout his ministry. The disciples had learned of Christ as they accompanied him. They had heard the teaching of Jesus Christ, the authority with which he taught. They had beheld the power of Christ as he performed miracles as he healed the sick, as he restored eyesight to the blind. And now, after having followed Jesus Christ for a while, and having been instructed by Jesus Christ, they have now reached the point in their development where they are ready to be sent out. So Jesus Christ commissioned them to go two by two throughout the land of Israel. The duty that he gave unto them, preach. Verse 7, as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then as well, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. So it is for you, five young women, who have confessed your faith in this evening. Jesus Christ sends you out. He commissions you. Now He commissions you to be sure, not in the same sense in which he commissioned the disciples to be missionary pastors going throughout the land of Israel, in an official capacity as prophet, bringing the word of God, and yet in a very real sense, you are sent out. Not just you, but all of God's people are sent out. We have all been called by God through the Holy Spirit into the office of all believers. Being in the office of all believer, we are all called to live as prophets, priests, and kings. And it is especially now as prophets in the office of all believer that God sends us forth by the power of his Holy Spirit and calls us to speak. And sometimes we become afraid when we're called to speak. Sometimes we become nervous. And we don't know what to say. So Jesus Christ gives unto us comfort. Fear not, he says. Matthew 10, verse 28 and following. Fear not them that kill the body. Verse 29, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your Father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. And then in that context, Jesus says, Speak. Confess. Whosoever shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father, which is in heaven. So let's consider this text this evening under the theme, Confessing Christ Before Men. Confessing Christ Before Men. First, we'll consider the calling that Jesus gives us to confess him. Second, the warning. Strong warning found in verse 33. Whoever shall deny me, And will I also deny? Then the reward that is spoken of in verse 32 and verse 33. The calling, the warning, the reward. The calling that Jesus Christ gives unto every one of his children in this text is to confess. Confess Jesus Christ, not privately, although we... Do that in the privacy of our closets as we pray unto God in bended knee. But beyond that, Jesus Christ in this particular text calls us to confess Jesus Christ publicly. To confess means literally to say the same thing as. That's what we are doing when we make a confession of faith. We are saying the same thing as what God in his inspired word teaches us to say. And so what is it then that God in the inspired scriptures teaches us to say about Jesus Christ? Three things that we call attention to that it means to confess Jesus Christ. For you to confess Jesus Christ is for you to say, number one, I love Jesus Christ. Number two, I honor Jesus Christ and surrender myself to him. And number three, I belong to Jesus Christ. I love him, I honor his authority over me, and I belong unto Jesus Christ. In a sense, making this confession of faith is similar to what happens when one pronounces their wedding vows. The young woman has gotten to know this man over a season of time. She's gotten to know his personality, his strengths, his abilities, and the more that she gets to know this young man, the more that the woman falls in love With that individual. She reaches a point then where she desires to be united unto that man in marriage. And so then, publicly, she swears a vow. Promising that she will remain with that man. And what is she saying in that vow? Well, she's saying, number one, I love this man. Number two, I will honor the authority that this man has over me. And number three, I belong to this man. I will be faithful unto him. I'm not going to go out and find another man who catches my interest, but I am faithful unto that individual. And so in a sense, in confessing our faith in Jesus Christ, is similar unto what happens in the wedding ceremony. I love Him. That's what we say when we confess Christ before men. I love Him. I love Him because I've gotten to know Him. Your love for Jesus Christ is not an ignorant love. It's not a blind love. But your love for Jesus Christ arises out of the knowledge that you have of Jesus Christ. You women have gotten to know Christ. You have come to know Christ through years of instruction given unto you in the church, catechism, preaching. You've gotten to know Christ in your home. Your parents have led in devotion. You've gotten to know Jesus Christ because of the Holy Spirit who is the teacher and who has so illumined your heart that you have a personal knowledge of Christ. And so as you confess your faith this evening, you are not making a blind confession in some individual that you do not know, but you are making a concrete confession and real confession about your relationship with an individual that you have incrementally grown in your understanding of over the years. And as Jesus Christ has been presented to you through the preaching of the Word, through the Holy Scriptures as it is read unto you, you have come to find Jesus Christ to be an admirable, lovely individual. And now you say before men, I love him. And then, as well, you are saying tonight, I honor him. I will submit to his headship. You understand that when you confess Christ, you are not confessing faith in someone who is your equal. You are not confessing faith in someone who is below you, but you are confessing faith in someone who is infinitely exalted above you. He sits at God's right hand. He comes to judge the nations of the earth. He will hold every man and woman accountable for the words that are spoken. You have shown your submissiveness unto Jesus Christ, even in the fact that you desired to confess your faith. That takes great courage. It took great boldness to come before the consistory and confess your faith before the elders and the minister. And it takes great courage as well to stand up before this assembly and publicly answer yes to the questions that are given to you. Well, then why? Why then, if it takes such great courage to confess your faith, did you even bother to do it? You did it in an act of submissiveness unto Jesus Christ, who is your head. I love him. I honor his authority. And then number three, I belong to him. That's what the Christian confesses as the Christian confesses his faith before men. There's a relationship between me and Jesus, and it is a close and an intimate relationship. I belong unto Jesus because he has purchased me, not with gold or with silver, but Jesus Christ purchased me with his own shed blood at Calvary. And so the confession of the Christian is This relationship that I have with Jesus Christ is the most important relationship that I have upon this earth. That comes out in the context here as Jesus was sending the disciples out that they were to value their relationship with Christ more than any other earthly relationship. More than what they loved, father and mother. More than what they loved brother and sister. More than what they loved their own children. And it's hard even to fathom a love that's greater than a parent's love for the child. They were called to love Christ. I belong to Him. That's the Christian's confession. But there's more here in this. Not just saying, I love Christ, I belong to Christ, and I surrender to Christ. There's something more in this text. It doesn't come out in the English translation, but in the original, there's another word that could be added in this text, and it's the word in to translate it this way, whosoever therefore shall confess in Me, or more fully, whosoever shall confess to be in Me before men, him will I confess also before My Father which is in Heaven. That's what you are confessing this evening. You're not just confessing that you know Jesus Christ, that you understand Jesus Christ, that you love Jesus Christ, but that Jesus Christ is afar off somewhere else. You're not just confessing that Jesus Christ is the supreme ruler who sits at God's right hand and who rules over all things and who's busy with so many important things, while meanwhile I'm here long ways away from Jesus Christ doing my thing on this earth. That's not the Christian's confession. But the Christian's confession is, I am in Jesus Christ. There's a union between Jesus Christ and me. There's an unbreakable and invisible and irresistible union, a relationship that Jesus Christ has established with me. I'm confessing, you are confessing in this confession of faith that you are close unto Jesus Christ. It's not that Jesus Christ is some distant detached ruler who governs over all things in a way that doesn't show care for the citizens of his kingdom. But you are confessing in this evening that you are in Jesus Christ. So as Jesus Christ rules as king, he rules for you. For your good. So everything that comes about on this earth, and only God knows what trials and what hardships will come, but everything that comes about in your life comes because the great King commands it for your good. I'm in Christ is a union. Oh, it's a union of grace, to be sure. It's not a union that you have established. It's not a union that you deserve. It's not even a union that you or I have asked for or even wanted. But it's a union that God, in His love, His everlasting, unconditional love gives to us, his people. That invisible, internal union is expressed. It's expressed by words. There's the reality I am in Christ. That's the union. But then there is the confession of that union. That's what Jesus Christ calls us to do. Whosoever therefore shall confess to be in me before men. This is a confession that is to be made publicly. Confession made this evening before this congregation. But it is a confession that is not made just once. And then you're finished making that confession. But rather, it is a confession that we are to make every single day of our lives. If God gives unto us a relationship, a dating relationship, then we are called to confess Jesus Christ before men, before that individual with whom. You are on a date. If God calls you into the workplace, the secular workplace, and there in that workplace, there's opposition to Christianity. There are those who oppose this observation of the Sabbath day. Then you are called to confess Jesus Christ before men in the workplace. And if it should be, as Jesus Christ calls attention unto in the context, that there is variance between child and parent, between brother and sister, if it should be that your own family members do not live according to the Word of God, then your calling is confess, Jesus Christ before men. There's urgency to this command that Jesus gives unto us. And the urgency really comes out in the warning that he gives to us in verse 33. Warning is this But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny. Before my Father, which is in heaven. One shudders at the thought of having Jesus Christ deny him in heaven. Deny. How might we deny Christ? Deny is contrasted in this text with confessing Christ. So we can understand what it means to deny Jesus Christ by contrasting it with confessing Christ. If to confess Jesus Christ is to say I love Jesus Christ, to say that I honor the authority of Jesus Christ in my life, and to say that I belong unto Jesus Christ, then denying Him is the exact opposite of that. To deny Jesus Christ before men is to say before men, I do not love Christ. It is to say I do not honor the authority of Jesus Christ, but I will live as I please. And it is to say that I do not belong unto Jesus Christ, but I worship and I follow someone else. Peter. Peter during the trial of Jesus Christ was asked three times over whether or not Peter knew Jesus Christ. Are you associated with this man, Jesus Christ? It was an hour of duress, greatest duress for Jesus. It was the hour in which he was being innocently condemned unto death. Is the hour at which it would have meant the most unto Jesus Christ to hear of the support and the faithfulness of His disciples. But you know already how Peter answered those three questions put to him. No, no, no. He denied Christ before men. He denied association with Christ. He denied His love for Christ. He denied submitting unto Christ. To deny Jesus Christ means we are going to follow, we are going to love someone else. If we are not following Christ and honoring Christ, then who is it that we are confessing? Who is it that we say we are loving? That we belong unto and that we will submit unto? Is it not self? We make an idol out of ourselves. I'm not going to listen to what Jesus Christ says about Sabbath day observance, but I am going to use the Sabbath day to fulfill my desires. I am not interested in what Jesus says about letting my light shine before men, but because I am ashamed and because I am fearful of what men will do unto me in order to protect myself, I am going to hide the light of the gospel under the bushel basket. That's the alternative. It is either we worship Jesus Christ or we end up worshiping ourselves. To whom did Jesus Christ give this warning? Whosoever shall deny me before men him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven must know that Jesus Christ gave this warning to those who followed him. To those who were his disciples. This was not a warning that Jesus gave to the pagan. This was not a warning that Jesus gave to the unconverted, to those who had never heard Jesus Christ, to those who had never heard of the gospel, who had never heard of the Messiah, But this is a warning that Jesus gave unto those who were members of the church. Those who had to some level professed a knowledge of Jesus Christ and a certain respect for Jesus Christ. This is a warning that Jesus Christ gave unto his own disciples. And so this is a warning then that comes to you and to me. Today, we must not imagine that this is a warning for those who are the people of the world, for those who have never heard of Jesus Christ. They ought to hear this warning, that if they deny Jesus Christ before men, then Jesus Christ is going to deny them in the judgment day. No, this is a warning for us. Do we deny Christ? Before men. When there's peer pressure. When we are spending time with other young adults. And there is an unhealthy. Ungodly. Peer pressure. Do we by our silence. Deny Christ. Before man when something doesn't go the way that we had hoped it would go, when we become frustrated, upset, disappointed, do the words that come off of of our lips spoken in a moment of anger show that we deny Christ before men? Let us, let each, examine his or her own heart and repent where we are guilty of denying Jesus Christ before man. For what purpose does Jesus Christ give unto us this warning contained in the 33rd verse? We'll speak here of two different purposes. One, when we examine this warning in light of who we are. And then on the other hand, the purpose that God has in giving this warning. First of all, from man's point of view, why does Jesus Christ give to us this warning? That he will deny us before our Father in heaven if we deny him before men? He gives to us this warning because by nature we are opposed to Jesus Christ. By nature we are ashamed of Christ. The reality is that the gospel is an offensive gospel. The gospel humbles us. The gospel leaves no room for boasting on our behalf. To confess Jesus Christ is to say, I belong unto Jesus Christ not because of anything I have done, But I belong unto Jesus Christ merely because of His grace. And to man by nature, that's offensive to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that word that there is absolutely nothing that I can contribute unto Jesus Christ. The Savior that God gives to His people is a lowly Savior. Isaiah the prophet says he has no form nor comeliness that we should desire him. And so by nature we are are bent against the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we are perfectly content to continue having our will be opposed unto Jesus Christ and walking, idolizing ourselves instead of worshiping and following Jesus Christ. And then as well, there's all the hardships that are endured for the sake of confessing Jesus Christ before men. And by nature, we don't like suffering. By nature, we want the path of least resistance. And so then when when we hear the calling of Jesus Christ to pick up the cross and follow Jesus Christ, when we hear of persecutions that will come, when we hear that there's going to be difficulties even in homes and in the families, who by nature wants that? And so Jesus Christ, understanding our human nature which is opposed unto Him and which does not like suffering, Jesus comes to us and says, if you deny Me before men, I will deny you before my Father, which is in heaven. That, the purpose when considered from an earthly point of view. But now, what's God's purpose in this? What does God have in view here as He calls us positively to confess and warns us against denying comes out from the context here is that God is pleased to use the witness of human beings, saved by grace, to bring His elect people unto Himself. That's why God calls us to confess Jesus Christ publicly before men, because God is pleased to use the witness of human beings saved by grace as the means by which his elect people are brought unto Jesus Christ. That comes out from the context here. Jesus is sending forth the twelve disciples. He's sending them unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's commanded them to preach, proclaim unto them that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And what is the purpose of Jesus Christ sending the disciples out to bring the word? It's this, that the lost sheep of the house of Israel might be gathered unto God. You see, beloved, it's the love of God that stands behind the commandment of this text. God is pleased to use the word as his word goes forth through people saved by grace, as the means by which God calls his people unto himself. Oh, to be sure, God who is the almighty God could have used whatever means he wanted to bring the elect unto himself. He could have boomed with his thundering voice and summoned all of the elect unto him. He could send a flash of lightning from the heavens and draw His own unto Himself. But God is pleased to use weakest means to fulfill His will. His strength is made perfect in weakness. The will of God is that through the witness of His own people, he sends forth His Word. He calls them out of darkness and into His marvelous light. That's why Jesus tells His disciples, confess. Confess me before men and don't deny me. You see, the love of God stands behind that ghost. God who wills, The salvation of His own people commands, speak, speak of Jesus Christ. There's a reward, a reward that is given to the one who confesses Christ and as well a reward to the one who denies Christ the one who denies Christ verse 33, whosoever shall deny me before men, this is the reward. Him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. That's the reward of the one who persists impenitently in denying Jesus Christ before men. All oh, there is grace for those who repent, of denying Christ before men. Think of Peter who wept bitterly when he remembered that Jesus Christ had foretold that he would deny Jesus three times before the cock crew. There is grace for those who deny Jesus Christ and who repent of that sin. But for those who continue impenitently in denying Jesus Christ. The reward for that individual is they will be denied before the Father in the judgment day. It's an appropriate reward for them. It is a reward of condemnation. And that final day, Jesus Christ, as the great judge, will sit upon the white throne of judgment, and he will call unto himself all rational, moral creatures, All angels and all men and women must give an account unto Jesus Christ of how they have lived upon this earth. And for those then who throughout their lifetime have denied Jesus Christ, the word that Jesus Christ will give unto them in that judgment day before the Father is, I deny you. I do not love you. You do not belong to me. You are not one of the sheep, but you are one of the reprobate. You have not submitted to my authority, my headship. Now, as the great king, I will cast you far away from me. Where you will be forced to acknowledge my headship, my rule over you. Lest, beloved, we feel pity for those who are condemned. Lest we think this is unfair that Jesus Christ in that judgment day will deny them let us remember this. They are getting what they want. They never once wanted to follow Jesus Christ. They never once wanted to have fellowship with the Father who created them. They never once wanted the blessings of the finished work of Jesus Christ. But all their life long, they deny Jesus Christ and try to stay as far away from Jesus Christ as they possibly could. And in that judgment day, Jesus will cast them far, far away from the benevolence and love of the Father. Different reward is given to those who confess Christ. Verse 32. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. Christ will say in that judgment day to the daughters of the king, You are mine. I love you. I have loved you from all eternity. You belong unto me because I bought you with the blood of the Lamb. You have showed your submission unto my headship all the days of your life. Come and enter into the rest prepared for you. In that day, Jesus Christ will take all of his elect into the mansion prepared with his own hands. He will take the child of God where their hearts have always longed to be in the presence of God himself. This reward that Jesus gives unto those who confess Him before men is a reward of grace, not of merit, not that we have deserved this reward, but because of the grace of God through Jesus Christ. An amazing confession that we anticipate hearing from Jesus Christ you notice in this text the contrasted audiences. Who is it that hears this confession? We confess before one audience. Jesus confesses before a different audience. We confess before men. We confess before those who are Dust creatures, before those who are weak, those who are finite, those who are of this earth, earthy, and who will return unto the dust from whence they came. Jesus, by contrast, confesses before the Father, the Almighty God, the everlasting, the unchanging, the I am that I am, the independent, uncaused, the all-powerful Lord of hosts, who is without beginning and without ending of days. It is before Almighty God that Jesus Christ will proclaim for all to hear, I know this person. She belongs. He belongs to me amen let us pray our father and our god in heaven we thank thee for the words of comfort which thou dost give to us in the holy scriptures we thank thee for faith and for the ability to give utterance to that faith confessing it before men Wilt thou bless these women that they might be given courage and steadfastness all the days of their lives? Wilt thou bless us as a congregation that we might help and assist them in living out their confession? Wilt thou graciously pardon the unrighteous deeds and words which are sins against thee? And wilt thou hear this prayer?